Hello, welcome to the Spiritually Armored Podcast. I'm Mike Strother, and you're listening to the bonus content of the show. This is an audio-only episode. I'd like to take a few minutes and talk about the little things. In 2 Kings chapter 5, we see the story of Naaman. We often use the story of Naaman to show the importance of obedience, to show the importance of doing things the way God wants us to do them. And it's a good point. Certainly, it applies to this story. However, I think there are some other things, some other lessons we can learn from the story. So let's get into it. Naaman was a commander of the Syrian army. He was a great and honorable man in the eyes of the king of Syria. He was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. There was a young girl who had been brought captive from Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She told Naaman's wife that there was a prophet in Samaria who could heal Naaman of his leprosy. Naaman told the king of Syria about this prophet, And the king told him to go, and he would send a letter to the king of Israel on his behalf. Naaman brought the letter to the king of Israel, who became distressed after reading it. Elisha the prophet heard of the king's distress and told him to send Naaman his way. So I'd like to make a couple of points from the story. And so let's begin reading in 2 Kings 5 and verse 9. 2 Kings 5, beginning at verse 9. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him. And he said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. So looking at the story, obviously we see that obedience is a a key part of this story. But there's also something else that I'd like to look at. And so I want to notice again verses 11 and 12. They're in 2 Kings 5. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. You know, oftentimes... We get this idea in our heads that some things that need to be done, things that need to be done for the cause of Christ, maybe they're beneath us or they're not all that exciting. Maybe they don't seem important enough for us. You know, everyone can't be an elder or a deacon. Everyone is not a preacher. So many people today are concerned with prominence or status. But as Christians, we should be concerned with how God sees us. There are many things that need to be done behind the scenes things that may not be so glamorous or exciting. Cleaning the building, cleaning up the grounds, landscaping and changing the light bulbs in the building come to mind. 
Notice uh, Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 28. Matthew 20, 20 through 28. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left, in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared by my father. And when the ten heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. You know, Jesus lets them know right here that service is the standard, not one's status or position. Now notice uh, verse 13 in 2 Kings 5. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So apparently Naaman felt that Elisha's instructions were insignificant. Many times, I think we get hung up on the significance of things. We're more concerned with doing something that is important or significant, at least perceived to be that way. The fact is there are many things which may seem to be small or insignificant, which need to be done. The little things are very important. In Acts chapter 16, we find the story of Lydia. Paul is on his second missionary tour. And he's got Silas and Timothy with him. And they came to Philippi. And let's take a look at, uh, at some of the story here. Acts 16, and we'll begin in verse 13. Acts 16, verse 13, beginning. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. After becoming a Christian, Lydia invited them to come and stay with her. Hospitality is an important part of the Christian life. Inviting someone for a meal or a visit or even a temporary stay if it's necessary is not really a big deal but it's a great way to serve the Lord. You know, sometimes as Christians, we get down and we ask, you know, what can we do for God? What can we do for Jesus and his gospel? Or we wonder if we're doing enough. Well, here are some ideas. Visit, call, or send cards to the sick, shut-in, and elderly. Visit, call, or send cards to those who've fallen away from the faith. Prepare meals for those in need. Do yard work for those who can't get out. Ask a widow if she needs anything. Teach a Bible class. Prepare communion. 
Give to the food pantry. Support a missionary. Send Bible tracts to friends and family. Send your friends and family links to websites like Apologetics Press, House to House, World Video Bible School, or Christian Courier. Send them links to sermons or devotionals. Get them to listen to the podcasts here at Spiritually Armored. Help with Vacation Bible School. Invite people to Bible study and worship. Invite someone to do a Bible study. You know, maybe you're not quite ready to do a personal Bible study with somebody. But you could ask one of the elders or one of the deacons. You could ask the preacher to do the Bible study if you know somebody that might be a candidate. Pass out flyers for vacation Bible school, gospel meetings, and lectureships to your neighbors. Ask your waiter or waitress how they're doing and if they have any prayer requests. Give out World Video Bible School cards or, you know, we've got these cards for, uh, for spiritually armored, these armor-up cards. Give those out. Invite a young couple over for dinner. Invite a visitor to lunch after worship service. Invite a new convert to lunch or dinner. Invite the teens over to play games at your house. Offer to babysit for a young couple. You know, this is a pretty extensive list, and I'm sure there's some other things that we could name, but this is a good list, and that's the point. There are many things that need to be done in our Christian service, many things that need to be done for Jesus and his gospel. The point is all things that are done in our Christian service are important, even the little things. I'd like to close by reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We thank you for listening to Spiritually Armored. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at armoredspiritually at gmail.com. Again, that's armoredspiritually at gmail.com. Thank you.